Hey guys, um, long time no see. The last time you saw me, I think, was the day I broke my leg. Anyway, um, well, here it is. Let's see. Anyway, I just thought I would shoot this little live video because I tried to shoot it the other day at the house and it just it didn't work. So um, I wanted to talk to you today about, about something amazing. If you've read the Bible, you've more than likely read the story of the lady with the issue of blood for 12 years. So I wanted just to talk about that a little bit um, and set a scene of something that you may maybe don't know. So this, so Jesus has just come back across the across the water, and he's met by this guy named Jairus, right? And Jairus says, "Come, heal my daughter. She's at the point of death." And Jesus says, "Okay, I come." So he's going, and there's all these people everywhere. There's a ton of people, and this woman. She comes, you know the story, and she comes and she touches the hem of his garment and she gets healed from this issue of blood. That's the story I want to talk about. Now, first of all, let's talk about this woman. Let's talk about an issue of blood for 12 years. What do we know about this woman? We know that, first of all, she's probably very wealthy because in, in the Hebrew culture, a woman who was bleeding whether it was her menstrual cycle or any other reason, was supposed to be away from society for the entire time that she was bleeding. So this woman had to be away from society for 12 years. She couldn't go out and make a living. She couldn't do anything to bring in income. She had to rely solely on her savings. Not only that, but the Bible says that she spent all that she had to get better but got worse she spent it all on doctors and we all know how expensive doctors can be this wasn't a time of health insurance you know so this woman she spent all this money and all this time because she's bleeding okay so let let me tell you what leviticus says leviticus says that if she's bleeding she can't go around anybody else she can't be around anybody she has to be sequestered for the whole time she's bleeding she can't touch anyone if she touches anyone that person is also unclean and that person has to go outside of the city until until nightfall and they're unclean so for her to be around anybody at all during the time of this bleeding 12 years is completely against sorry we're driving completely against the levitical law but this woman she says i'm gonna go and i'm gonna go and i'm gonna touch this man's garment and there's a couple reasons she says that okay we'll get to that in a second but let's talk about the sacrifice. Now, let's say that her bleeding stopped without her touching Jesus. Let's say that her just bleeding just stopped one day. She was supposed to go at that time and offer up a sacrifice of two pigeons or two turtle doves, depending on her financial station in life. And one of those birds was going to die as a sin offering. The other bird was going to die as an atonement offering. Okay? So just keep that in mind because that's going to come into play in just a second. So this woman, she pushes through this crowd of people. Now let's think about this. She's a woman. She's bleeding. Everything she has on has got to be freshly laundered because they didn't have the type of feminine care products that we have now. So she has to be fresh because otherwise everybody's going to know she's bleeding and they're going to stone her to death. Okay? So she gets through all of these people. God knows how many people she touched. She gets to the one person that she wants to touch and she grabs the hem of his garment. Let's talk about the hem of his garment. Now, Jesus was wearing what a lot of Israelites wore, which actually they're required to, to wear in the Torah. It's called a tallit, and it's like a, like a square shawl. And on all four corners of the square shawl, it has these little tassels, and they're blue. And the reason that they're there is to remind the wearer to always keep the law of God. 
So this woman touches the part of the garment to remind her to keep the law of God, and she's actively breaking the law of God. She's breaking the law because she's out in public while she's bleeding and she's touching other people. She is actively breaking God's rule, okay? Not only that, but Malachi, I mean, uh, yes, Malachi 4.2 says that he will come forth, the prophet will come forth with healing in his wings. That word wings is a Hebrew word that actually means talit. It means the little tassels on his garment, okay? So she had heard that prophecy, and she went to go actually touch. That's why she wanted to touch the hem of his garment, because she knew the prophecy in Malachi. She knew it. So she said, you know what? This is what God said. Here he is. He's a prophet. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to touch him. So she goes and she touches him, right? And she gets healed. We all know the story. Immediately, she's dried up within herself. And Jesus says, I felt power from go from without, right? And so he immediately turns around and he says, who touched me? And his disciples, they kind of they give him a little breeze. They say, there's all these people and you're asking who touched me? And he says, no, no, I, it was a different kind of touch. This was a power touch. So he looks at this woman. Now everybody's paying attention to this woman. Why? Why are they paying attention to her? One, there's a lot of people. Two, they're all on the way to Jairus' house to watch the healer raise a girl from the dead. And this woman comes up. And now she's got to tell the entire crowd that's gathered that she has just broken the Torah by coming out in public when she's bleeding and touching Jesus, okay? So what does this do? This puts her in danger of stoning and at the very least tells Jesus that he has to go outside of the camp till at least um, after dark. Okay, so I'm sure Jairus is with him going, oh my God, now now he's not going to heal my daughter because now he's got to go outside the camp till after dark before he can be made clean ceremonially. But what happens is that Jesus looks at this woman and he says, Go your way and be healed of your affliction. Your faith has made you whole. And Jairus immediately proceeds to, I mean, Jesus immediately proceeds to Jairus' house and raises his daughter from the dead. Here's the point that I would like to make for you this evening, that God would like to make for you this evening, is that you can be actively breaking the Torah. But when somebody comes to love you, against there is no law. Galatians tells us that love and goodness are works and fruit of the Holy Spirit, and there is no law against them. Jesus calls healing goodness. He does this twice when he heals people on the Sabbath. He says it's good to heal people. So that's why he was not accounted as breaking the law, because he was healing somebody, and against such there is no law right? And Jesus doesn't even go out of the camp, right? Why doesn't Jesus go out of the camp? Why does he follow Jairus to his house, excuse me, sorry, to heal his daughter? The reason he follows Jairus to his house is because Jesus Christ is the atoning sacrifice. He's one pigeon. He's also the sin sacrifice. He's both pigeons. He is the sin offering, the atoning sacrifice for this woman's healing. He is the sin offering, the atoning sacrifice for your healing, even if what you did to get sick was your own fault, like me breaking my leg. If you did something to get sick, to put yourself in a bad, sin, a bad situation where you brought something on yourself, it doesn't matter. Jesus paid the price, and you can go and you can receive your healing from him, no matter the cause. All right, that's all I wanted to share on this little ride home. Remember, I love you, and more importantly, Jesus loves you. Y'all have a good night.